Hello and welcome to Tommy Talks, the podcast bringing you inside St. Thomas Athletics, where we'll get to know those who wear the purple and gray. This week we are joined by goaltender Peter Tomey, a grad transfer for the men's hockey team. His start in hockey is atypical for a native Minnesotan, and he talks about how that led him to becoming a goalie. He also talks about getting drafted while on vacation, why he decided to come to St. Thomas, and help lay the foundation for the program's growth in Division I. All that and more on this edition of Tommy Talks. Peter, let's start with your unconventional start in hockey, especially for the state of Minnesota, because you grow up here. I didn't grow up here, but it seems like, okay, you're born and you're like here to repair skates. But that wasn't the case for you. You got started a little bit later. Yeah, so uh, no one in my immediate family uh, had any like hockey background at all. Um, my, I have two older brothers. None of them showed any interest in, uh, playing hockey. Um, so it's just like, I wasn't, no one in my family knew about it or had any, you know, clue where to start, where to look. And, uh, so that was kind of a roadblock, but I always like loved it. Like if it was on TV, I'd always watch it. Like I had like an NHL 2002 video game that I got for Christmas one year and like played it to death. Um, so like, I always knew I wanted to play. I like, i couldn't really skate like I'd, I'd go down to like the local park near my house and like try to like figure out how to skate and you know I wasn't very good and then you know when I was like a 11 or 12 I was like all right like come on like to my mom and dad like it's 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 now or never and you know my mom was a little concerned because she thought it was too dangerous and, and all that and I was like you know like just let me try it and so you know I I, I went to try out for like the Minneapolis Association and um, when when they do tryouts, they place you on an A team, a B team, or a C team, right? Mm-hmm. And for tryouts, they would make uh, the players do like <laughs> like crossovers around the faceoff circles, and I'm like, oh boy, like I can't <laughs> I can't really do this. And so like <laughs> my thought was like, all right, well if go- they're not making the goalies do that, so I'll just be a goalie, and I won't have to do that, and I won't have to get embarrassed at tryouts. And <laughs> so that's that's kind of how I started playing goalie, and then. You know, we, um, you know, we got some gear from uh, the association. They just, like, would loan it out and uh, made, like, the PWC team my first year and, um, you know, loved it, had a blast, and just kind of um, kept playing and, I guess, just kept getting better at it and would, you know, progress up to, you know, the B team, the B1 team or whatever. So, yeah, it was a late start, and, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy um, just – thinking back you know that was obviously 12 years is a long time but you know that was only like 12 years ago that I started skating really and just learning how to do it yeah because a lot of kids 12 years ago they started skating they're only 15 yeah right right exactly they're not in their fifth year of college right right yeah I mean uh, you know I remember when I first showed up it was like I was like oh my god like these guys every kid here is gonna end up in the NHL it looks like (laughs) (laughs) they can all skate and I'm like not really knowing what I'm doing but no, yeah, it's you know that's how it is here in Minnesota, and um, you know it just happened for me that no one in my family had kind of hockey background or anything, so um, I just played other sports as a kid, which probably helped a lot in terms of just like um, like being an athlete, I guess. Sure, you know, having more like a diverse sports background. So your mom thought hockey was too dangerous, and then you sign up for the position that takes 
all of the pucks <laughs> to the face. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. But I tell her this all the time. I'm like, well, we have the best gear. Like, yes, that's the older true. you get in hockey, like, uh, the coach makes the players block shots too. So who's the, who's really the crazy one? Like the guy with the most pads, the most protection, or the guys who have to do my job sometimes with less gear on? Well, that's fair. That's a. <laughs> and if I was your mother, uh, I would have said I would have taken that argument. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good argument. Uh, with the flexibility, did you have to work on your flexibility and, and those kinds of things, or have you always been pretty flexible? Because you got to do some pretty awkward things as a yeah. goaltender. Well, I mean, a, a lot of the flexibility aspect of like goaltending is like is pretty genetic, right? It comes like, you know, in your hips and stuff. Like, you know, you're kind of born with that or not. And um, you know, I'm not the most flexible guy in the world. Like, I'm, of the three goalies on our team, I'm probably the least flexible, but. Um, I have enough to get to to make it work, so um, still trying to hang on to that. What were some of the other sports you played growing up? Uh, I played soccer. Uh, I played tennis. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Um, like we, our family was a big ski family. We'd go skiing a lot, like not competitively. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. No, just just uh, I'd say tennis, soccer. Played basketball for a year or two, I think. Was not very good at it. Um, <laughs> played baseball a little bit too, so just kind of everything, you know. Yeah, just try to. You just love sports and wanted yeah, to find just, something. Yeah, it's just. I mean, sports to me, sports were just always fun. So I'd, I'd always wanted to, uh, you know, be active in, in athletics. When you finally got to play hockey and you found hockey, was it every? Well, I mean, I think it was everything you had hoped it would be because yeah. here you are still playing hockey. And did all the other sports go by the wayside at that point? Um, for the most part, yeah. Like, um, yeah. So, like, I played soccer until I started playing hockey because you know soccer was in the fall, and hockey obviously starts in the fall too. And it was like that was an easy decision. I just chose hockey over it. Yeah. Uh, and then other sports, by that time I wasn't playing basketball, um, wasn't really playing tennis anymore. So, yeah, it was kind of all hockey. And then uh, when I was in high school, I played tennis in the spring semester. So I guess a technically a two-sport athlete, but not right. like I played like I was like the three doubles JV player. Like yeah. I wasn't very good. I just liked doing it. Hey, man, I played golf my senior year in high school, so I also was a two-sport yeah. athlete. <laughs> Like eighth alternate, but still yeah. it counts. <laughs> still, still on it. That's right. Uh, did you play roller hockey or pond hockey or anything like that beforehand? Yeah, I mean, like I, I would play pond hockey. Uh, just at like my cousins had a rink in their backyard. Like that was where I first started skating up in St. Cloud. Um, and then like the park a couple blocks away from my house had you know would would flood uh, their baseball diamond and have a rink there. And so like I'd I'd play there a little bit, but. Um, Nothing like organized or you know real, I guess you could call it. Right, just to be with your friends and kind of hang out. Yeah, right. So then, how did you get to where you are now? Because it takes something to go from. I mean, there's kids who skated from the age of three who don't get to play college hockey. Yeah, what, most of them. <laughs> yeah, right. So what took you from just putting on skates at the age of twelve to where you are now? Yeah, I mean, a lot of you know, fortunate that I was able to meet such great coaches who, you know, would help me along the way. Like, you know, if I don't meet the coaches that helped me, like I was, I don't get here. So like a lot of it's just good luck that I, that I ran into, you know, coaches that could help me. And, you know, I grew a lot too. Like when I was, you know, I was always big, um, 
for my age, but I was never like super tall or anything. So like I grew to be like my, you know, like six, four now, like I probably finished growing like my junior, senior year of high school. So like a little later, I guess to get fully kind of grown and like developed and yeah, I just, I just kept, um, being like, I, I didn't really even think of it as like, Oh, I have to get better. You know, this is, I just love doing it. So like getting better just came from doing it more and like wanting to learn more about it and become better just cause I want, like, I love doing it. Like it was, it was not like a chore, like to, you know, do like a couple skates a day. Like I was excited for every skate. Like right. it was never like, Oh my God, I got it. Like, you know, I have hockey again today. It was like, I was excited I had hockey again that day. It just was a natural growth of, from your passion, yeah, basically. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was there a goaltender that you watched and you're like, okay, I'm going to try and be like them? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, certainly that I thought it, that would work. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like I remember when I was a kid, I loved uh, Dominic Hasek. If you know anything about goaltending, the way he played is something that like no one will ever play like like him again. Like he was very unorthodox. Um and and like, you know, I loved the wild goalies at the time. I think they had like Nicholas Backstrom at the time, Josh Harding, Dwayne Rollison when I was younger. Um so like I you know, I'd I wasn't like smart enough to like really be like, "Oh, he's doing that. I should do that." But I just like liked watching them. I thought they were cool to watch and yeah. So it wasn't the equipment that got you into being a goaltender. It was truly just, I gotta, I gotta go someplace where I'm not, where I can hide a little bit. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. for the mo- at, at least to start. And then I, I kind of really liked like the, you know, last line of defense aspect of it, where it's like, you know, it's just you back there, and and also you get to play the whole game, right? You're not, com- you're not constantly going, you know, on the bench and and all that. So. No, I just those those kind of things were I think kind of like what first got me to fall in love with with goalie. But the equipment is really cool. Yeah, well, some people think so. Yeah, I I mean I I guess it's cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, I, I don't know. Like uh, a lot of goalies are gear nerds and like they yeah. know everything about their gear. I like I am not at all. I've just like you know it's <laughs> it serves a function. You know it's you yeah. know it's I you know I like it like this or but if it's not like that that's okay too. You know I'm not a huge like gear nerd. A lot of goalies are, which is which is cool. You know. Yeah. Do you feel the same way about the helmet? Because I've been to I shouldn't admit that I've only been to one hockey game, but I've been to one hockey game and I don't remember your helmet standing out. And I love that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Well, that, I guess the helmet's cool because you can you can kind of be a little more like personal with it. Yeah. Um, no, I mean. <laughs> I'm not very creative or like artistic, so I always struggle to like design a mask and be like, "This is, this is great." Um, so I usually just whoever the painter is or the designer, I kind of just, you know, um, give them like, "Hey, you you kind of do it, <laughs> take yeah. it off my hands." But no, uh, you know, they typically do a great job, so um, they all they always come out looking nice. Do you remember your first helmet design? Was that special to you, or was there just kind of like? A, a treat and okay now I get to wear this again and here we go yeah well I I never had a painted helmet until my second year of juniors when I was with the Omaha Lancers and I was at that time really excited like I, I yeah. knew exactly what I wanted I did kind of like a two-face because we were black and orange so one side was orange and it was all bright and the other side yeah. was black and it was all like dark and kind of like um intimidating yeah intimidate sure yeah, yeah. let's go with that. so I, I was excited about that and then like 
you know, at North Dakota, um, they have the new logo, which is not so aesthetically pleasing, and especially to a lot of the fans up there. So I would try to do something different. Like my first year, I had uh, like a, a big green King Kong on the mask, and then uh, my uh, my last helmet at UND was I was designing it when uh, the finale of Game of Thrones was coming out, and I was a huge Game of Thrones person. So I had like the Night King, but instead of him having light blue eyes, he had like light green eyes and dragons and all that stuff. So yeah. I don't know. I guess I was into it a little more. Um, but this year it was we were a little more limited in what we could do, um, which is fine too. And so it kind of got all St. Thomas stuff on it, and I think it came out real nice. Yeah. So th- let's talk about your uh, USHL career briefly. You start off in Omaha. You get your first painted helmet. First you're super helmet. excited. Yeah. And then you get traded from Omaha, right? Yep. 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 So <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just the way of. Uh, you know, way of junior hockey, and you know, f- I'm sure people listening don't aren't super familiar with it, but yeah, junior hockey is, I mean, it's it's a business, so you can you you can get traded, you can get cut, you know, middle of the year, and have to pack up your life and move somewhere else, and um, yeah, it's it's just kind of um, it's the name of the game there, and um, yeah, you know, I I was traded twice in a year, and you know, I was fortunate both times to like be traded and my new team having like a great circumstance where my host family was great and you know the guys welcomed me and you know the coaches were good and and all that so I was fortunate um but yeah that's that's just part of it what was that experience like for you because you'd obviously been on new teams before because you were with Aberdeen in the NAHL uh the year before but mid-season to switch teams and and tell have somebody come to you and say we're trading you. Yeah, no, I, I mean it was. Uh, I never thought it would it would happen, right? Because I mean, you just think, you know, when you start the year, you're like, oh, I'll be here for the rest of the year, right? Um, no, it, yeah, it was certainly a new experience, and um, yeah, like I I I wasn't I was pretty familiar with you know moving around because you know when I was sixteen, seventeen, I lived in Chicago with a host family, and um. And then in Aberdeen, I lived with one too. So, I, you know, I'd moved around before, but never like mid-season like that. So, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a uh, eye-opening experience. It was, it was, it was pretty new. And so, at the end, is it the, at the end of that season, or is it in between Aberdeen and uh, the USHL that you get drafted by the Blue Jackets? It was before that year. So it was after Aberdeen, before the USHL. When you find out you're drafted. Take me through what's going through your head, what that day is like. Yeah, so actually, I was in I was in Punta Cana. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we um, went on Punta Cana uh, with my dad, and then um, a friend of mine from my uh, team in Aberdeen, who I was really close with, still really close with to this day, and our families kind of went down there and just you know, because the way I looked at it was like uh, I never had like a. Uh, like a senior trip or anything like my two right. older brothers went I, they went somewhere I don't know I can't <laughs> remember and I didn't because I was playing hockey and it just didn't work out so my dad was like well you know why don't we do something fun that you want to do so I was like all right let's go somewhere beautiful and tropical and it just kind of so happened that the draft was there and honestly I didn't think I was going to get drafted like I thought it was kind of like a outside chance yeah. So I was like, you know, whatever. If, if it happens and I'm down there, that's cool. You know, like, you know, I'll be in a beautiful place and, and all that. So, um, you know, the first round of the draft rolls through on the on Friday night, I think, and then Saturday they do the rest of the draft. So obviously I'm like, well, I'm not getting drafted in the first round. Yeah. Um, 
And then on Saturday, I'm like, well, I'm not getting drafted in the second round, third round, fourth round. And then it gets to the fifth round. I'm like, all right, well, you know, this, if it's going to happen, it's going to be in these late rounds. So if the whole round five goes by, I'm like, ah, it's not happening. And then, boom, right away in the sixth round, I get drafted. And it was just like, it was it was crazy. You know, I was I was obviously super excited. And, it's you know, it's a, it's a special moment, like one I won't forget. And, you know, be there, have that with my dad and, you know, in a beautiful place and, yeah, it was great. I was I was super thrilled and just, you know, really grateful that a team had taken a chance on me. So what is next in that situation now? Because they hold your rights until the end of a certain amount of time until your college career ends. Is that well, correct? Well, they actually don't hold my rights anymore. So okay. I'm actually a free agent um, technically now. So, um, yeah, th- their rights expired on me um, this past August. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Did that go into – making the decision to continue playing college hockey at all? Um, not particularly. I knew I wanted to. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't have uh, a ton of opportunity professionally last year. I had a little bit um, minor league pro, and, uh, you know, my thought was, you know, that's always going to be there. Um, you don't get another chance to, you know, go to college and start your graduate degree and, um, you know, especially – with a brand new program, like be a part of something that could be really cool down the road. And so to me, it was just kind of a no brainer. You know, I was, I was going to take my fifth year and then this opportunity presented myself and uh, it was kind of just a no brainer. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that because you're transferring from North Dakota, which has got this established tradition of hockey and you're moving to St. Thomas, which is starting over really. And that's got to be a big difference, a really a juxtaposition of the two schools. Yeah, no, in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, but, no, it was, um, you know, I put my name in the transfer portal with, you know, one year of eligibility left, and I was, you know, I'll see what's out there. Um, a few schools reached out and, you know, was weighing some options and all that. And, then, uh, you know, I saw that Coach Blasey was hired, um, and he immediately reached out to me and, you know, uh, just said, you know, we'd love to have you. And, um, you know, this is this is uncharted territories, but, you know, it's – it, it would be, he, you know, he's just like, I think it would be a great situation where we have a guy like you who's who's played four years of college hockey, who's a veteran and has kind of been there, done that, and seen a lot of things and been at a great program with a great culture and kind of established tradition to come in here and kind of help us lay the groundwork. And, you know, I loved what he was saying and I uh, got along with him great right away and just felt, you know, developed a good relationship with him and, um, yeah, just kind of weighted against, you know, what else was out there. And, you know, I was, I was really, uh, excited to, uh, you know, come here and, you know, start this new division one era at St. Thomas. Yeah. How much did your experience with the USHL and starting over with a team in mid stream help in this and help bring in, cause it's a whole bunch of new faces right, and right. help bring everybody together. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, you know, you, you, you've been through that before so you know starting over with a new group of guys new team is is nothing new it had been a while though you know because at North Dakota my whole um, class um, we stayed all four years so you know I lived with those guys for four years and you know they're some of my best friends in the world so and you get you know you get to see them every day for four years and then all of a sudden you're on this brand new team and it's like it took a little bit to be like oh yeah this is the new normal right like mm-hmm. but no yeah exactly like you said you have that experience of um 
of starting over with a new group of guys before. So you kind of lean on that and remember, you know, how you did it then and just do it again. Are, are goalies weird? <laughs> some of them, certainly. Yes. Certainly. Certainly some goalies are weird. Uh, why is that? Are you weird? You do, you seem pretty normal. I, listen, a lot of people have told me not that I'm normal, but I'm like one of the more normal goalies that they've played with. So right. not quite normal, but just more normal than most. <laughs> um, why is that? I, I mean, I, I guess at some level you probably got to be a little nuts to like love getting hit with pucks, right? Like right. It's just in, at some you know, molecular level in the brain, it's like, well, there's something a little wrong with you if that's if that's what you're, like, excited to do every day. Yeah, because most people try and avoid pain. Right. If something's <laughs> coming at you, I mean, your instinct is to catch it, but not just to absorb yeah. it. <laughs> well, that's probably the biggest misconception with goalie. It's like a, there's almost no pain involved anymore. Like, there used to be, certainly, with sure. with – but, like, with the gear now, like, God, like – I don't. I. I don't think I could step in front of a bullet with the gear on. But like, it's like it feels like that. Where right. like the you know you feel the puck hit you, but it's not like it's not like a pain thing. I mean, obviously sometimes, you know, you get hit in the collarbone or on the side, and that stings a bit. Yeah. But it's there's not a whole lot of like pain associated with. Sorry if anyone out there thought I was just like the <laughs> toughest guy in the world for just <laughs> eating pucks, but like. You are, no, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not quite like that anymore. Yeah, and let's not test that bullet theory either. No, yeah. Um what's the most painful moment you've had then in in being a goaltender? <sighs> or did you erase it from your memory? Well, I don't even know like I'm just trying to think. I'll probably say when I was in Aberdeen um a puck hit me in the cage in in my face. And it separated the 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 metal wiring together, and it got through, and like the puck got through just enough, and it hit me right in the eyebrow. And you can kind of see I have a little scar here. Yeah. I, I mean, that was just kind of stunning when right. I got hit in the face, and it was like, you know, kind of like that that hurt more than the rest of them. Yeah. Um. And then I saw blood coming, and I was like, okay, that something went wrong. <laughs> um, but no, yes. it's. That, I'll, I'll say that, I guess. All right, so let's talk about uh, Off the Ice. I uh, majored in marketing at North Dakota. What do you want to do with that, and what are you doing in grad school? Yeah, so I majored in, yeah, like you said, marketing at North Dakota. I don't know what I want to do with it. Um, my advisor there just said, like, hey, this is a, is a pretty good uh, base-level business major to have. Um you know, for someone who doesn't isn't exactly sure what they want to do in the in the professional world, it, it made sense to me at the time, and um, I really enjoyed it. And then here, I'm I'm in uh, grad school studying data analytics, which again, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do uh, in my future life, but um, just being able to go to grad school and do something different, and you know, add more kind of tools to my toolbox, and you know, knowledge of different types of things, you know, it gives me a good chance to you know, be able to go in a direction I want to after uh, I'm done playing. Yeah, it feels like data analytics is a pretty safe bet. Like, that's a good background to have in today's day and age. Right, exactly. And it's like, um, you know, learning the different kind of software languages and stuff. Like, if you can do that, like, you you can get your foot in the door at a lot of places. So that's that's just kind of what I was thinking. So Peter told me off the ice, what were you doing to relax, to have fun when you're not skating and getting better and absorbing pucks? <laughs> Um, what am I doing to relax? Um, I have a, 
me and my girlfriend have an 85 pound uh great pyrenees german shepherd mix i love taking him for walks and like taking him to the dog park and stuff okay but um, do you take him for walks or does he take you well, for walks? It's, it's so it's a little bit of both so <laughs> yeah 85 pounds that's huge he's, he's big boy he's big boy um yeah no he there's definitely times this morning he took me for a walk yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I had to really dig in to get him to to listen to me but no uh I love hanging out with him. Um, he's he's great. He, he, he I just love him. He, he's awesome. Uh, Have you had him since he was a puppy? Or my girl, you? my girlfriend did. Um, yeah. She had him before we met. So he he I'm you know when I started dating my girlfriend, he was about ten months old. So he was still a puppy very yeah. much. So, but no, I didn't have him when he was just like a little guy. He was already like full grown when I met him, which is like. You know, he's big, like I said. <laughs> yeah. So You could almost ride him, and you're 6'4". Yeah, no, people could. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to name names on my team, but some people on my team could ride him like a horse. <laughs> All right, we won't, we won't ask you to name names. Okay, so you got the dog. Uh, sports, what else do you love to watch? Yeah, I, I'm a big – I like watching hockey, um, but I'm around it so much that, like, I like – something new sometimes and I, I love watching football I love the Vikings I've been a Vikings fan since you know ever on uh, ever since Brett Favre threw that interception in 2009 <laughs> um <laughs> no like yeah I, sorry, I, I, yeah no it's okay <laughs> um I love I love you know football sports I don't really watch basketball too much but um Love TV, movies, you know, just normal. See, and you asked me if goalies are weird. I'm pretty normal. Yeah. Again, I like just normal stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, you can you continue to prove it, so that's good. Uh, what are your plans for this season, uh, after this season for hockey? Do you want to try and continue on and, and play some professional after this? Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, a lot of that's up in the air right now. With My focus is just on finishing the season strong with St. Thomas and you know, kind of going out on a high note. Um, so, yeah, absolutely, a lot of interest in that. What is the best place on campus? The best place on like defined place, like well, just just for anything. Yeah, for where like if it you know you have a classroom, if you're gonna go somewhere on campus, maybe to relax or to get away, but you got to stay on campus. Where yeah. is that? Well, I'm in grad school, so I spend a lot of my time on the Minneapolis campus. But okay, um, here. I, honestly, like the Anderson Student Center is awesome. Like, yeah. uh, like I just feel like there's probably a lot of cool places in there. There is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I've I've spent minimal time there, but the time I've spent there has been great. So, what I'll, about I'll, on the Minneapolis campus? Minneapolis campus, <laughs> library or classroom? Those aren't like very relaxing places. Um, yeah, library can be if you like reading. That's true. I do like reading, but yeah. I prefer to do it at, at home, not in a yeah. library. But no, sure, sure. We'll go with the library on the Minneapolis grad campus. Okay, so do you read outside of school? Do you have, like, a favorite author? I mean, I've read quite a few Stephen King books. Yeah. I'm, he's, I mean, like, he's, he's like, world-renowned for a reason. You know, right. He's, he's pretty interesting, if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, no, you know, things like that. I, I like fiction. I like nonfiction, too. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't read a ton, like... Actually, my New Year's resolution is to read a book a month, and I'm I'm about halfway done with my first book, so I'm on pace right now. Okay, what book is that? It's called uh, Atomic Habits. Yes. By James Clear. It's a great book. Yeah, that's a nonfiction, right? That's nonfiction. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of both. You're making um, yourself better. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah. 
Well, I figure if I start with a book about habits, maybe I can develop a reading habit and do you know what I mean? Like could build on itself. That might be the smartest thing <laughs> I've ever heard. Honestly, because that makes the most sense ever and I don't know if I would have ever thought, Hey, I want to start building a good habit. I'm gonna start by reading a book about building habits. There you go. See, you're not only <laughs> not not only are you not weird, but you're supremely intelligent. Uh, I don't know about that. Stephen King's best novel is The Shining, maybe. Yeah, I never read that one. Like that's a, one of his I most have, famous ones, yeah. and I've never even read it. I haven't seen the movie actually, which is weird. I know. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Uh, maybe we're the weird ones. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I've I've read like some of his not like I've re- I read Under the Dome. Yeah. I don't know. That's a long book, but it's interesting. It is know. a long book. Like I was carrying that around on the road with me for a long time. Yeah, I actually, this, I that was my eighth grade book report. I read Under the Dome. Yeah, that did that take you all year to read. It, t- it took me quite a few months. Yeah. Yeah, that is an ambitious. I know, ambitious my, book report. My mom was well. My brother read it, and my brother's very like very sharp, and so I was like, "Well, mom, I can read this too," and she's like. But do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, it's a good book. Whatever. I read it again because I was in like eighth grade, so I didn't really understand a lot of stuff. But yeah. no, I mean, it's a good book. You know. uh, what is your favorite food? Favorite food? It's tough. I love food. I'm a foodie. I guess when you asked me my interests, I should have thrown that in there. Yeah. Um, it's tough. I love. I love pizza. Like, come on. <laughs> um, what's not to love yeah right like if any yeah if anyone says they don't i don't believe them uh so i love sushi too um god like i i love all i just like it's i'd say those two are top of the list for me do you like to cook are you super interested in, in like do you know all like what flavors go together and all of that kind of stuff uh, uh, no <laughs> I, I like to cook though i mean yeah. like you know, as I I would say in terms, if you compared me to like the college undergraduate population, I'm I'm probably like pretty good. But like right. in the grand scheme of things in the world, no, I guess I'm not very good. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different levels, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know anything about food. I know how to heat some stuff up. I know how to make <laughs> some things. But if you can chop some things and create your own recipe, right. to me that seems like you're pretty good. I mean, I can chop things. I don't know what goes <laughs> together necessarily. I yeah. usually just read off the recipe, but um, no, I, I don't know. I got average cook. Um, are you a spicy roll kind of guy for a sushi or just straight up like the slab of fish on the rice? I can do both. I love both. Yeah. It depends. Like, I don't like the rolls that are like, um, you know, where they have a bunch of sauce and like, you know, are fried or something. Like, I, 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 I like it more like. Minimalist, so I guess more fish on the rice. Yeah. Simpler rolls. You like the pure flavor. Yeah. What's the order for Peter Tomey when he goes to sushi? Spicy tuna is automatic. Automatic. Um, and then if if I'm at, like, a nice place and I'm willing and, like, I have enough money or, right. like, That's my parents are paying, <laughs> um, albacore sushi, mm-hmm. delicious. And then um, I like to get, like, a... Some type of salmon roll, maybe like a salmon avocado roll, something like that. I don't know. Okay. Those I, are kind of my top three. Yeah, those Love are good top yeah. three. Uh, what are you watching these days on TV or streaming now that uh, Game of Thrones is over? <laughs> well, it's been, it's been quite some time. Um, <laughs> I'm a little behind the Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, um, on road trips, I've been I've never watched The Sopranos. I've obviously I've heard of it for a long time, and like 
that new the 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 prequel movie came out uh, earlier this year, and I was like, you know, what? let me just watch it on the road trips this year, and then I'll watch the movie. So I've been watching that; it's great. Um, and then I'm a huge Curb Your Enthusiasm guy, and I'm catching up on that because the new season just ended. Hopefully, not the last one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, those are kind of my two shows right now. Yeah, were you a Seinfeld fan? Love well? Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, like we didn't have cable, as so like. Most kids would watch like the Nickelodeon network, like Cartoon Network. Like we didn't have, we had channels one through twelve. Right. And Seinfeld was always on like TBS channel seven. So like I like watched it a lot, as like me and my brothers did. So yeah, I, I love. So I've seen every episode probably like five, ten times. So when I was growing up, when I was in high school, I guess that's when Friends came out, and right. then it was followed by Seinfeld. So you're kind of you could like both, but it was one or the other. One or the other. And yeah. I was a Friends guy myself. Okay. I've seen Friends too. Friends, yeah. is, Friends is great. It's fun. It's just it's it's really different. Like it is different. It's more like uh, re- like relationship based, whereas Seinfeld is just like more seemingly random. Yes, the absurdity of life. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. Which I think is funny. Yeah. Well, because you're a goaltender, man. Yeah. You like that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so this season, and I would imagine there's been a ton of ups and downs this season. What is that like, and how do you stay positive and keep everybody together and moving forward? Yeah, I mean, like you said, a lot, a lot of ups and downs. Um, you know, more downs than ups, obviously. And um, sometimes it can be tough to stay, you know, positive, stay focused on, you know, um, just doing the right things. But, I mean, that's part of building a, a culture and a program is, is, you know, focusing on the process and doing the right things versus, you know, worrying about, the results because you know the great teams their process is so good you know on a weekly basis the way they practice the way they train their off-season stuff all that and then when the games come it's like well they know what to do because their process is good and they're prepared so just focusing on that and trying to instill that in everybody especially you know Rico's coach Rico's been trying to instill that in all of us and um, so I just think that's what you try to focus on and um, you know Hopefully, you know, you, you stick to the process and, and, and you, you you hone in on the details and the little things, and then the result just takes care of itself. Well, Peter, really enjoyed chatting with you. Best of luck the rest of this year. Um, don't let Sam Ekstrom say anything mean about me or you. I know he actually really enjoys talking to you. So appreciate your time and best of luck the rest of this year. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me on.